Coming up this week on Expedition Retirement, you remember George Carlin. Well, today we're going to give you one of the seven dirty words of retirement planning. How are people actually using their 401ks when they get into retirement? And we have a special in-studio guest. All that coming up today on Expedition Retirement. This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top, everything changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? Hello again. Welcome to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. My name is Randy Cook, and each week Greg and I sit down here and talk through some of the questions that you might have as you get close to this time you call retirement. One of these days you're going to walk away from that job. Right now you're getting a paycheck every two weeks. How does the paycheck continue? And it's got to be more than Social Security. Lots of questions in this area of our life, and we try to answer them right here. Greg, how are you doing today? pretty good, Randy. Uh, you know, we had some hit and miss weather this past weekend, but uh, I'm hoping for a big warm weekend here rolling into the 4th of July, mm-hmm. uh, going to the Zach Brown Band concert nice. coming up. It's uh, always a fun time. So a little concert, a little fun and sun. We have uh, the kiddos are learning how to swim, which is always really cute watching two-year-olds try to figure it out. My daughter is fearless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lola is a yeah, literally diving. That's how she she goes into the water. Louie is a big wuss. Um, so her twin, bro- her twin brothers is still like, you know, sitting down on the step and easing his way in and then acting like he jumps in. So mm-hmm. he's uh, his sister's taunting him, which is basically par for the course. And, you know, it's just fun. I, I love summertime, you know, barbecues, you know, uh, ribs, burgers, hot dogs, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. So you are using flotation devices with your two year olds, are you not? I am. Oh, good. Uh, we, have, we have a rule um, at, at our house. It's funny. Friends come over and their kids are always nervous because at uh, Mr. Greg's pool, everyone says that their kid can swim. I got news. When you can jump in the water and have to swim to the edge, that's not swimming. That's surviving. <laughs> so to not wear a life preserver in my pool, you have to tread water. I'd time them in the deep end for one minute. Okay. So you have to be able to tread water for one minute in the deep end at Mr. Greg's pool if you want to not wear a life jacket. If not, you have to wear a life jacket because, you know, your parents are probably going to get drunk and I'm not going to play lifeguard for the next four hours of this barbecue. Where are, do you wear like a whistle and everything like that? Is that that the deal? No, I just scowl. I just I just pace <laughs> with like a grandpa short sleeve shirt unbuttoned and just run around and, and just, just real lot of judgy looks on parents. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Well, if you happen to be watching our video, well, this whole thing is always on video here, uh, you notice that there's two here today. And Tim Stallings is joining us once again, partner at Golden Reserve and co-founder of the Ayler Stallings Law Firm. And that's how this whole thing started. And Tim, welcome. Thanks, Randy. Love to be here. Good to have you here once again. And as Greg would tell you, you know, there's lots of lawyer jokes out there and lawyers just get a lot of crap in their lives. But these guys are the fun lawyers, right? We're the good lawyers. <laughs> we're the good ones. I mean, we're the ones that help people, you know, nursing homes, estate planning, all that fun stuff. We're the win-win attorneys. And I've known Tim since, gosh, 22. I've known Tim since I've been 22 years old. We uh, actually met starting a flag football team for our law school. Mm-hmm. And um, Tim was uh, pretty cocky. He was our quarterback. Um, but uh, we did all right. A couple, couple championship games. Well, Tim, thanks for being on the show. Every time you're on the show, we get a lot of people calling. That's why we keep bringing you back. So that's a good thing. And people are very interested in the topic. And I think we all kind of wonder, you know, should I have a will? Should I have a trust? What do I need? You guys talk about all these important legal documents. That is a part of the plan and a part of every roadmap as we have people give us a call, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a big part of it. And we always just want to make sure that the 
legal planning is in line with the financial planning. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people, you know, they, they retire, they start thinking about how they're going to use their 401k in retirement, like you talked about, but maybe they have that will from when they had their first kid and that's about it. Mm -hmm. And, and there, there are some interesting conversations that you guys have to have. And I thought we would start out with this and because, you know, talking about what you, where you want your money to go, what your last wishes are, getting everything down on paper is a very important thing. And I, when, when my mother-in-law passed away, she was a big bridge player, and she wanted a complete, perfect hand of bridge put in her coffin, which she did, which was kind of interesting. And I found some other stories like that, and I, I imagine you come across some of this. The guy who invented Pringles— was buried in a Pringles can. <laughs> Gene wow. Roddenberry, the guy who created Star Trek, had his ashes shot into space. There's a man in London who gave his sons an inheritance under the condition that for the rest of their life, they would remain clean shaven. I don't think Greg would like that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever run into stuff like that when people start getting into what I want and, and, and what I want to give my kids and, and the conditions? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are the fun things to talk about. I don't know that I've ever had anybody buried in a Corvette, although <laughs> I did remember reading about that being done by a Corvette enthusiast. But yeah, I mean, look, I'm just happy that people are talking about it because mm -hmm. I think the big step, especially for a lot of the folks that we're dealing with, is being willing to have that conversation and then hopefully taking the next step and making sure their family knows that they have checked that box. Do most of the people that come in, do they already have a will that they want you to look at or do they need a will created or they just start from scratch? What do you see? Because I see on the stats here, it says about 46% of people have a will. Yeah, I would say in my experience, most of the folks we sit down with have something going on. Oftentimes they'll say it's really outdated or it doesn't do what they want. But certainly having a will is the first step, even though it's a small step. There's a lot of other things that we want to make sure get done. Well, it's funny, Randy, because I think when it comes to wills, whether or not you have one or don't have one, you want to hear the spoiler alert? A lot of times it doesn't really matter in terms of what's going to happen to your state if that's all the only planning you're doing. Mm -hmm. So like most people think a will solves problems. And the irony is people are like, I'm going to get a will so I avoid probate. The only way a will can be used is if it goes to probate. Mm -hmm. So it's the opposite of what most people have been taught and think their whole lives that, oh, I have a will. I'm good to go. It's actually the opposite. A will is the only way to get to probate. And if you don't have a will, you still go through probate and you just use the intestacy laws of your state as opposed to what your will says. But most of the time, they're pretty close, usually, you know, to my spouse and then to my kids equally. And I think, you know, when people think about that, it's time, money. You know, it's a tough situation, and if you have the right planning in place, it's not rocket science to avoid probate, to avoid taxes, and possibly even avoid some long-term care costs. If you actually kind of just sit down and do some, you know, planning with the right people, uh, I'd hate to say this, but probably part of the problem are the attorneys. And the, the reason is that there's a lot of attorneys in smaller towns that do a little bit of everything. You know, the jack-of-all-trades, right? They do a little litigation. They do some corporate Oh, yeah, I got a will. I got a trust. And because they don't practice in that field, you know, they, they just they don't have the expertise to help people navigate some of those big hurdles. I mean, right, Tim? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I would agree with all of that. I think the biggest issue we see is people would rather do a little bit of work now and leave the big problems to solve down the road where we take the opposite stance, which is let's spend some time. Let's really vet this. Let's make sure we know what you want. And then let's get the planning in place. So it's simply a matter of executing it down the line, not leaving questions. You know, a lot of folks don't like to talk about these things because they're afraid it's going to cause discourse with their family while they're alive. Well, it's definitely going to cause discourse with their family when they're gone. Mm -hmm. So why not have those conversations now? 
So one thing, we're in a do-it-yourself society, Tim. We can obviously do all of this online. You can probably set up um, your wishes, you know, if you were to go into a coma or something like that, all of that. Does that stuff stand up in court or when you move from one state to a next, uh, do you have to have that stuff revisited? How much of this stuff that we do online, will will it work? Well, I I think LegalZoom famously had a line at the bottom that said something along the lines of 70% of these are not properly executed. You know, I think when you're talking about leaving your life savings to folks down the line, it's probably worth getting a professional involved in those types of things. Obviously, we're completely biased, but I can tell you that oftentimes attorneys make a lot more money when people think they did it right and then they're fixing the problems than it would have cost the person to set it up right the first time. I've seen situations where you know, attorneys almost advise their clients to do legal zoom because they know they'll get the probate work in the back end. Wow. And they know that they'll get a lot of the screwed up issues in the back end. And at that point, the kids are just cutting checks, right? The kids aren't really aware of what's going on. They're just the executor of the estate. So they, they're not as attuned to some of, or, or I guess as cost sensitive as mom and dad would be during their lifetimes. And and I think that is the, the tricky part of this is, you know, you can go to WebMD and self-diagnose yourself. Mm-hmm. I think the issue with estate planning is it's not about the form. The forms are the easiest part, right? Like whether it be a will or a vocal trust, an asset protection trust, a slat. You know, there's all different types of tools and vehicles. But the reason you pay an attorney is twofold. One, it's to hear what your goals are and then recommend the documents. The documents in and of themselves aren't terribly special. And then secondarily, it's the person that's going to walk it with you, Randy. It's the person that's actually there. So when mom goes in a nursing home, you can call someone and they can say, here's what you need to do. Here's how you get on Medicaid or here's how you get on Medicare. Here's the right facilities in the area. And then when someone passes, I'm going to talk to the kids. Hey, talk to Tim, talk to Greg. They'll help navigate this incredibly difficult situation. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the guide, not for the documents. In our next segment, we're going to talk about somebody who was on the, the hard end of this, where none of this was settled, and she it took a long time for her children to, to try to unravel all of this, and it just really interrupted their lives. But I would think, Tim, you know, my mom had a will drawn up, and she had all the, the last wishes all drawn up, and then I was the executor, so this... Uh, started the conversation for us. I never talked to her about where her money was or is and any of these things, but she came to me and said, I need you to sign this. I need you to look this over. And it started the conversation so that, you know, my mom's now a dementia patient. She's in memory care and she has no idea what's going on when it comes to this stuff, but it's all set. And we had that done five years ago. Oh, that's awesome, Randy. You know, I wish more people took that proactive approach. I think that allowed your mom to have control. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of folks, you know, hopefully the control outweighs the reluctance to have those conversations with, with their children, you know, because she was able to get those important documents in place. Now you're able to advocate for her versus a situation where she hadn't done anything. And then it's you and me in front of a judge explaining why the good son, Randy should have that authority. That's a much more expensive process than putting those documents in place correctly the first time. So Greg, as somebody gives us a call and we talk a lot on the show about, you know, markets and losing money and trying to protect your money and, and protecting your money against taxes and fees and that this is really a vital part of any retirement plan. And it's part of our roadmap. It is, you know, we talk about the mountain going ups, you know, getting to retirement and going down is enjoying retirement. And then we have to talk eventually about what happens at the bottom of the mountain, Randy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's a tougher conversation. A lot of people, you know, want to avoid it. And, you know, we want to make sure that all the stuff that you have goes where you want to go. 
And, you know, it's a combination of things. You know, legal docs aren't just about distributions. They're about care. You know, the healthcare power of attorney, who's going to make your healthcare decision? Your financial power of attorney, who's can make these decisions if you can't? All right, your executor, your trustee, your living will, all of these things are vital. So, you know, part of our long-term care compass, which is part of every roadmap, includes a meeting with our estate planning and elder care law attorneys across the state of Ohio where you can actually sit down and ask all these questions and look at your existing plan or maybe you have a trust or maybe you have a will. Hey, do I need any updates? Do I need any upgrades? We do that for all of our clients. And the best part about this, Randy, is we actually pay for it. That's how important we think it is. It is part of your Golden Reserve plan. If you're a client of Golden Reserve, you get complimentary, obviously, meetings with the attorneys and we cover the cost of building your estate plan because we think that that's one of the most, obviously, we're bias, as Tim said, we're by trade estate planning and elder care law attorneys. And we know how important those pieces are when it comes not just to where your stuff goes, but the biggest risk in retirement is going in a nursing home. And no one really wants to talk about it. No one wants to think about it. But at over $100,000 a year, you got to at least have a conversation. It's not planning for your house to burn down, right? You still have homeowners insurance, you know, but if this terrible situation that happened with your mom, you know, happens to one of the folks out there, they just want to make sure we have a place to start. Where do we think? Are we going to have a, a legal protection plan, a financial protection plan? What about our care plan? All of these things need to be addressed. And that's why we think it's so important with every roadmap for retirement that, you know, the long-term care compass is, is one of the client's favorite meetings because they get that second opinion. They get to sit down with someone that all they do is a state planning and elder care, and they can ask them all the questions. And that's where the conversation starts. This might be the one box that you don't have checked off. You you may feel very comfortable about where your money is, and maybe you even have a tax plan. Maybe you don't, but this is the one box that we find a lot of people will come through the door, and they haven't even started that conversation. It's a hard conversation, but to talk about wills and trusts and medical powers of attorney and financial powers of attorney and guardianship, these are all different documents and all different powers, and you really need to walk through them. It is a part of every roadmap as we give this away. This is a complimentary offer that we have each week here on Expedition Retirement with the team at Golden Reserve. Give us a look at GetYourRoadmap.com. Very simply, GetYourRoadmap.com. We'll ask you to fill in a little information there, and our team will reach out to you and say, hey, what is it about what you need that we can help you with? You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074, 2074. I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, I have a big admission here. Yes, I now have downloaded the TikTok app to my phone. It's I need a 12 step program, I swear to God. But there are some interesting things that people will say about retirement that I think can help us on this show. We'll have one of those for you coming up next on Expedition Retirement. Nobody wants to think about it. Nobody wants to talk about it either. Long term care assisted living, home care, the nursing home. But with annual costs now regularly exceeding $100,000 and stays exceeding three years, this could be the largest risk to your life savings. Planning for long-term care is like buying homeowner's insurance. You don't plan on your house burning down, but we wanna be ready if it does. We know retirees don't wanna buy more insurance. So at Golden Reserve, we use our long-term care compass retirement tool that points to our team of elder care law attorneys. These attorneys leverage new legal tools like asset protection trusts to help protect the things that matter most to you and your family. To learn more about our long-term care compass, asset protection trusts, and other retirement tools, and how we can protect and guide you down Retirement Mountain, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. That's GetYourRoadmap.com. 
Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. And our special in-studio guest today is Tim Stallings of Ayler Stallings Law Firm here at Golden Reserve. And we're talking about estate planning in this particular segment. As I mentioned, if you uh, have downloaded the TikTok app and you put in the words retirement, you're going to get some goofy stuff. But you're also going to get some people who are going through a process here that are frustrated and want to tell their story. And this is Carson. She's a young woman who lost both her parents in the same year. Could have been COVID, doesn't really talk about it. But she has spent an awful lot of her life and her time unwinding what was going on. She said this on TikTok. I just closed on my parents' estate. I have spent the last year and a half piecing together every bit of my parents' life after they died and it's over. This entire process has just been so unbelievably devastating and the estate part of it has been honestly the worst ever and it's over. A year and a half of her life unwinding all that and reliving that grief. She's going through losing both her parents and then she goes through all of this. Tim, this is what we warn people against, but I would imagine you've probably seen this many times in your life. Yeah, we certainly have. People, they just say, I'm going to plan in the future. And then unfortunately, things like this happen like it did for this young lady. And now she's stuck with, unfortunately, the results of her parents' failure to plan. Mm -hmm. So not having a will can really, really mess things up, can't it? Think about how hard it would be to just just start from scratch. Like what banks do they use? Mm -hmm. What investments do they use? I mean, you're basically, you're waiting for mail to come in and just trying to treasure hunt your way through Mm -hmm. your parents' life. And that's all we can do for them, right? Like there's no bank of information out there that holds everyone's holdings, right? Like you literally have to dig in, you know, we're going through, people going through trash, going through dens, going through, you know, just dozens of years of, and you know, that generation doesn't throw anything away. Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to have, you know, thousands of documents. And, and like you said, you're trying to bereave and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a hard time and it adds a lot of unnecessary stress. Just one yes. thing that I, I heard and it was a great piece of advice, just a little thing that an attorney said to us, whatever you think you need for death certificates, double it. Because you're going to have to send one to the power company and one to every single billing place that they have, every place that they have for a bill, because you've got to prove their death so that you can close out an account. And it's it's just constant. And it keeps coming in week after week after week. And you just keep reliving it, Tim. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a forensic accounting job mm-hmm. quite often because mom and dad weren't willing to share that information or even put it down on paper. Sometimes it's in their head. I mean, we can hope that going through a drawer, we find something or an Excel file that lists some passwords or some bank account numbers, but oftentimes there's not much of anything. So you're looking at tax returns to find out where they were getting income from to try and figure out what accounts they actually had. You know, all those things that you and Greg just mentioned, it's just a lot of heartache. And for this girl, it costs her a lot of money, too. Yeah, this says in the article, $50,000 in lawyer fees over 18 months unwinding all this. And she, you could just see she said like three times, it's over. It's over. And uh, what a terrible time in her life. But it could have been made a little bit easier if all of this was drawn up, Greg. 100%. You know, it, it's tough. You know, we have our uh, in, in our firm, we separate the estate planning attorneys from the administration attorney. So what that means in human speak is estate planning while you're alive, administration after you pass. And the administration, you know, attorneys have a tough gig because a lot of times they get a lot of, you know, blame. <laughs> it's easy to blame the attorney because they're the person there. 
But the reality was is there, it, the process is just awful. It's a court process that can't be sped up. It's going to take a minimum in Ohio of six months minimum and most times with all the delays it's going to be a year mm -hmm. so there's literally nothing we can do about it and then obviously you know we're kind of the sounding board that they're frustrated about but the reality was they didn't plan so we have to go through probate so the goal is obviously you know think of the big three you want to avoid probate one you want to avoid and minimize taxes two and three you want to make sure that you have a plan for long-term care that's the three big legal kind of prongs that when we build estate plans, those are the three that we're thinking about. And the probate, frankly, Randy, is the easiest as long as you stay organized. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. Today, our special in-studio guest is Tim Stallings from Ayler Stallings. That's really where Golden Reserve all started, was these two guys got together and said, this is what we do for a living. We help people with their estates and their planning and their wills and their trusts. And then people came in and say, well, what about my investments? And, and, and what about my taxes? And, and Greg, that's how this business really was built, isn't it? It is. You know, Tim and I both had big firm jobs. I was in Chicago. He was in Atlanta. And, you know, I sent him an idea uh, for this estate planning firm that helps the other 95 percenters, some, a, a firm finally geared toward the mass affluent, right, the people most 95 percent of the country and not just the ultra high net worth. And he was obviously being from cut from a similar cloth. He was excited. So we launched it. Um, and really focused, you know, we started off with our first campaign was the Big Bad Wolves, actually. And we didn't have a lot of money, so we went around and did um, library seminars that we would do the big keep the big bad wolf from blowing your house down mm -hmm. and we ran a lot of ads that weren't very friendly to attorneys and we got in a, we got in some trouble <laughs> we were teasing attorneys too much so we got some bar complaints where we said you know we don't trust attorneys either was one of the headlines and tying a windsor knots not on the bar exam i mean we tried to like you know join forces with you know the, the folks out there that weren't getting represented in a way we thought was fair and over the years it worked and you know now we have 14 offices across Ohio. And, you know, we just are starting to open up Dayton and Cincy. And, you know, I, I think that's the uh, exciting part, Randy, is that our law firm was built on helping the same people that Golden Reserve's built on. Now, you know, the people that have probably less than two and a half million bucks and they, they want the same services. And a lot of times they can't get them because, you know, they can't afford them or the people that they get handed off to just don't have the expertise to execute them. So, Tim, there are people listening to us right now that are of retirement age, and they may have not had this conversation with their kids. And then there's kids that are looking at their parents who are in retirement age, and they've never had this conversation. What kind of advice would you give to both groups? Well, I mean, we got to take that first step, right? So, you know, I want to make sure that they understand that nobody likes to talk about death and dying or the nursing home or all these concepts that we have to talk about. But when you reach retirement, that's kind of that we're heading down the mountain. Mm -hmm. So it's time to start having those conversations. Being organized is so important. Just starting with what do you have? So, you know, we have a balance sheet. We ask them what they have. We go over things like beneficiary designations. There are ways to avoid probate as well. Those things supersede your will. You know, if the kids are driving it, you know, trying to find out why, what's the motivation. Sometimes it's the family farm that they want to make sure stays in the family. Sometimes it's that lake house that everybody, you know, goes to in the summer Whatever the motivation is, I have to try and tie it more to the emotion, not just the logistics of staying organized. Why does it matter? If you don't plan, what's the actual result? And that tends to be a better motivator than simply saying, you know, don't leave a mess because it's expensive. So in many houses, there is this conversation, and this is the only conversation there will be, is dad comes in and he said, in case I die, 
there's an envelope in the upper left-hand side of the drawer, <laughs> and it says, in the event of my death, and that's where everything is. Greg, that's probably not enough, is it? No, I mean, it's not. Unfortunately, that that old guard has, you know, some planning notions that were really private. That mm-hmm. generation was very private, right? The greatest generation was very, very private because of, you know, the depression and all of those things that they touched. And then the baby boomers aren't that far away. And I think they're getting better because of technology and understanding more information that, hey, you know what? This probably isn't a plan. If you did this will back when your kids were, you know, 10 and you're now 80, mm-hmm. you probably need a new will. Um, you know, rule of thumb, we tell everybody about every five years, you probably need some upgrades. You know, you probably need the new healthcare power of attorney in Ohio, the new financial power of attorney in Ohio. It's, it's just a good rule of thumb. Every five, kick some tires. Those aren't expensive documents, and they're very important. So you've moved you can, into the area perhaps, Greg, and you've yeah. come from another state. You're in Ohio now. These are the kind of things that need to be revisited. Hundred percent. Not everything translates to Ohio. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we, you know, we try to be. I think Ohio is a pretty friendly state in terms of recognizing other people's documents. But it's better to be safe than sorry. You know, at the hospital, what if they don't want to talk to you? Like a lot of times, people are like, "Oh, it's my child," and they're like, "Your child's eighteen. We're not going to talk to you." And you're like, "Excuse me? Yeah, you, or can you show me the healthcare power of attorney?" And these are things that that people aren't aware of, and they happen. And, you know, we hope that most people just do, like you said, build the foundational documents, healthcare private attorney, financial private attorney, will. And then if you think a trust makes sense, a lot of times that's a big part of our roadmap for retirement, Randy, is exploring what kind of trust. And maybe we have a couple minutes left. I know we're about out of time. But if, you know, Tim can kind of break down maybe yeah. a couple of the most popular trusts that people ask us about, that could be pretty helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Greg. So avoiding probate is something that's important and controlling distributions in case you're leaving stuff to, you know, minors or young grandchildren. That's often accomplished with a revocable living trust. That's the terminology you'll hear people use. But for many folks, the biggest risk is what happens if they need long-term care. And one of the very popular tools that we use for a lot of Golden Reserve clients is what we call an asset protection trust. It's designed to hold the assets while mom and dad are alive, but position them so that if they need long-term care, they don't have to spend down every last dollar. The reality is they only let you keep $2,000 in Ohio if you're in the nursing home, meaning everything else has to go. So setting that trust up proactively and allowing them to protect things like their home equity, assets that they're not spending in retirement, that's a great way to set up their family for success, make sure their spouse isn't impoverished if they need the nursing home, or make sure that that asset that's really important, that family farm or that house quite often, actually gets to the kids. It's not leaned up by the state. They don't have to sell it and spend all that money down that they worked hard for. Those are the folks that that we work with, and those are two of the most popular types of trust that we use. And getting parents motivated to do that, Randy, a lot of times it's not going to be what goes to the kids, but like do you want to impoverish mom? Mm. Or do you want to impoverish dad? Do you want them to have to not, you know, have to sell the house or sell their assets um, while if you need care? We find that to be the biggest motivator for most people to get out, you know, out of the house and into one of the meetings that we talk about, which is let's just have a plan. We're not planning for you to go in. We're planning if you go in. And, you know, it's nice to have an idea of where to start, not just for you, but for your spouse and then for the kids. Because at the end of the day, you know what happens, Randy. I mean, you see it. You know, the kids have to jump in and be the caretakers or or be the, the decision makers. And to start from scratch without any kind of roadmap makes it very, very difficult. We talk on this show all the time, and so much of what we're doing here is trying to protect you and your money. And we do that when we talk about markets, and we do that when we talk about taxes, and we do that when we talk about fees. 
But we also do that here when we talk about long-term care and estate planning. This is a way to protect your money. You've worked your whole life for this. You want it to go to somebody other than somebody in a black robe, which is in court, and, and or to a bunch of attorneys. You want it to go to the people and the charities that you love. So that's what this is all about, is getting those legal documents in place and protecting, protecting your money, even when you leave this world. Give us a look on our website, which is getyourroadmap.com. A look at all of this is a part of every roadmap that we do. You'll have access to the professionals at Golden Reserve. Give us a look, getyourroadmap.com, or give us a call at 855-546-2074. Tim, thanks so much for being a guest. It's always very educational. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. We'll be back with more Expedition Retirement. After 30 years of working and worrying, are you still worrying about losing money in retirement? You've earned the right for your retirement and investments to be predictable and, quite frankly, boring. While your life with friends and family should be the exciting part, we see folks using the same financial advisor that got them to retirement in retirement. The problem is that same advisor usually means the same risky and overly expensive investments, too, with fees. You need to know what accounts can go backwards and by how much. That's why we run a market flashlight for every retiree we meet. It shows what's at risk and what that means in real dollars when the market crashes again. That way you decide how much is at risk, not your financial advisor. To learn more about our market flashlight and other retirement tools and how we can protect and guide you down Retirement Mountain, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. That's GetYourRoadmap.com. And welcome back to Expedition Retirement on our second half of the show. One word that might scare all of us away from doing some retirement planning, a mistake to avoid with your 401k. And if you have this amount in your bank account, in your retirement accounts, the world says you're rich. So we'll look at that coming up. All right. Hey, there's a new show, Greg, on Netflix, and it's called How to Get Rich. And it is, uh, it's hosted by a guy, his name is Ramit Sethi. And it's interesting, he's telling the people at Morningstar what people really want when they sit down and talk about retirement. People always think that I'm going to walk in and hand them some magical budget that's going to solve all their financial problems. I go, do you even want that? They go, yes. I go, really? When was the last time you used a budget? They go, mm, in 1998, we used it for three months. I go, you don't even <laughs> like budgets. So why do you want me to come in and give you a budget? That sucks. But you know, it's interesting where this idea comes from. The financial industry talks like this. They'll say phrases, let's give people the tools and the information to make the right decisions. People aren't robots. They don't use information alone to make decisions. Very interesting. So Greg, you talk about this all the time. The fact that the financial industry says this is what you need, but we all figure out that's not necessarily what we need. Yeah, I like this guy. I watched a little bit of it when you sent me this segment. I, I, I took a peek and, you know, he has some good stuff. I think mm -hmm. he's taking a very, what I'd say, disruptive approach to saying, is this model that has been built for retirees the right model? And I think that gets me excited because we feel the same way and we feel the same way about budgets. No one's ever going to use a budget. It's mm -hmm. just it's just not how it works. People are going to spend what they think they're going to spend and then we're going to figure out if that's going to be enough or, or, or do they need to save a little bit more. And our retirement tent, Randy, you know, you know, we talk about the income tent mm -hmm. and the roadmap for retirement. Our whole goal for that was to build a plan that actually just dictates what you're doing, not what we're telling you to do. Meaning we just look back at last year and forecast it forward so that we can see, okay, wow. And 
that's how you know. Did you do everything you want last year? Yeah. All right. We're going to use that as the benchmark. And then we're going to push it forward. And then we're going to see where you're going to be at 25 years. And we're going to assume 0% growth or 5% growth. And that gives people a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. It gives them confidence to spend more of their money, to enjoy retirement. And they don't have to feel like they have to look at some report that some guy or gal that they don't even know printed off some software that says, well, you need to do this much and 4% of this. And you have this much allocated for travel. It's like, well, no, I'm going to Europe. So, of course, I'm going to be spending a little bit more this summer. We're going to do our cruise that we want to do the German cruise thing. And next year, we're not going to do that. So use some common sense here. Don't don't do the cruise because it doesn't sync with your budget. Just know that the following year, you might have to cut some corners or maybe a couple of years down the road, you may not be able to do something quite as extravagant. And that's the iterative part of life that financial advisors never seem to get, Randy. They don't understand that life changes and, and, and it's iterative. And there's always this, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow? I don't know. Like, I, I just started retirement. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know what I'm going to spend. I don't know what I'm going to enjoy doing. Maybe I like Florida. Maybe it's too hot. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people that came back. I was in... Uh, doing an event up in Cleveland uh, last week. And there was two couples in two separate times that they had moved down to South Carolina. The other moved to Florida and they both moved back. <laughs> and they said, you know what? It was just too hot. Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I thought that was kind of cute. And they're like, you know, we still go down in the winters, and we, but we just, we, we sold our place and we have like a little, you know, we just rent a condo when we go down. And I think that's a great example of like, until you start actually driving the retirement bus, like you don't know what you're getting into. So let's not over bake it with all these rules and let, let's let you live it like you did the whole life. And all these people, Randy, that got to retire but these baby boomers lived a responsible life to get there. So to think that they're all of a sudden going to start being irresponsible in retirement is void of logic, but that's how the industry treats us. They treat, you know, baby boomers like toddlers yeah. and they act like they don't know how to run a life and, and, and be responsible and, and not be excessive. And it, it just, it's insulting. And I think people should start asking more from their, you know, their financial gurus and, and maybe, you know, giving them a little bit more rope and saying, can I, we talk about some things that actually matter versus <laughs> these sheets that just keep getting updated every year. And I don't understand any of them. That's their whole, their shtick is to charge 1% and hopefully no one pays attention enough to realize that we're just going to throw this in the trash and build you another one next year. So one of the things that we want to make sure everybody knows as you're listening to this show is we know who you are. And that is, you know, we know who Ohio is. We know the very typical person that walks through this door at Golden Reserve has saved between $250,000 and $2 million. And there's not a lot of, you know, $100 million people that walk through the doors here. We know who you are. Greg's mom was a teacher. You know, Greg's dad worked, you know, and, and worked for a living. And we understand what it is to work hard for a living. And, Greg, you have said many times that the people who walk through your doors are good savers. They've been responsible with their money. But as we continue to bring people up, there's probably going to be some people that you see of some of these stories that we see right now. They're going to come in with big credit card debt. They're going to come in with student loan debt. And there are studies out there right now that are showing that that part of our society is growing. There's, there's more of that debt that's coming in. Yeah, it's different. You know, when I think of saving, let's, you know, the credit card debt's one thing. You know, it, we're seeing it get close to $1 trillion. We're about to hit $1 trillion for the first time in our history. Credit card debt was actually decreasing right at the end of the Trump administration. The economy was kind of going, you know, in our favor. And it was going down, down, down to about $725 billion. And then over the last three or four years, and that's because of a lot of things, right, COVID and, you know, a lot of weird things started happening that, you know, the market went down. People were getting laid off. And now we're at this point where we have the average APR on a credit card in America is 21%. Yeah. Over 50% of millennials, over 60% of Zers use their credit card to pay for their monthly expenses. Mm -hmm. 
Over 6% of the country have over a $10,000 balance. That's over 14 million people, Randy. So it's kind of getting scary because I think the, the ball is about to break, right? Yeah. Eventually, you know, credit card companies are going to get paid or people are going to start firing bankruptcy. And, and, you know, you got you don't even talk about the five-year arms that are come due where your interest rate on your mortgage may be doubling or tripling because, you know, you went from a 3% to a 6%. So these are all things that are scary, you know, that we're talking about about understanding kind of how these communities work. And instead of, you know, I'm talking to, the, you know, these generations, not necessarily the baby boomers, but these people will affect the economy, right? Mm-hmm. And that economy then affects your retirement dollars. Because I know what a lot of people listen are saying, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend a little less if I have to. And that's, that's great. And that's what make the baby boomers, you know, just an amazing generation and a great savers and, and have been able to retire and enjoy retirement. But that doesn't mean that they can't be affected by, you know, the actions of a lot of other folks that are out there in the world. And it's just generationally different. You know, instead of saving to buy something, people just buy it now and put it on credit. And that, that wasn't the norm, you know, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at this in terms of, you know, let's think about it in terms of the market, our market flashlight is a great place to start as part of every roadmap for retirement, Randy, that shows you exactly how much risk you're putting in the market. Because do you believe that things are getting better? I, I, I don't. I don't think anyone says like, well, we're on the right path now. You know, I, I haven't seen that article. And, and I haven't seen that. And, and it's just a question of it seems like every article you read is when, not if. And when I think of it of when, not if, I'm saying, why do I want any money in the market? So as part of the market flashlight, we show you what's in the market, how much risk you're taking on, what could this mean if your money drops in dollars, not just percentages. So you can actually see real dollars of how that could affect your life savings. And then, you know, another great opportunity, Randy, is that there's a lot of better interest rates. So there's new investments out there that don't have any risk. So, you know, these are times where if you haven't kicked tires, you know, and, and want to understand what else is out there, if you got a 1% AUM guy or gal, who has all your money in the stock market, you know, it may be a great time to sit down with Gold Reserve and say, hey, you know what, what else is out there? There's some interest rate stuff and other things that these guys don't charge 1%. They use a lot of principal protected investments. What what do they have going on? I think that's the right type of person we want to meet with now, Randy. Someone that maybe is like, hey, I had a great run, but I think I want to take some chips off the table. I want to get a little safer. I want to deal with my legal. I want to deal with my tax. I actually want to talk about my retirement a little bit more and not just the stock market because we don't like where it's going, right? You know, you have the credit card issue and you brought up student debt. Yep. Another one. Is anyone talking about on October 1st how all the three-year deferment is over? 40 million people are going to have to pay on average $350 a month more because that's what's going to happen when 40 million loan payments get turned back on and that's going to affect the economy that, that money doesn't go into retail stores or to food or, or other things it's going to go to pay off the loans and it should right i think a lot of people think hey you know you got to pay your debt like everybody else but that's going to have a impact and i i would guess a negative impact on what dollars go into the market so again looking at the market flash understanding where your risk is and where you're at has to be what everyone's thinking right now randy Well, there's a phrase that we've used on the show before. There's good debt and there's bad debt. You may want to carry your mortgage into your retirement years, maybe, but maybe not the high credit card, maybe not the student loan and all these different things like that. But as Greg said, these things that people are experiencing right now could affect the economy. That affects your bottom line, your 401k. And we all know about what they've talked about, country debt. We are trillions of dollars in debt, and that could mean that the tax rates go up. So all of these things affect your retirement and how you plan for it. We need to have a plan for it. Give us a call and let's talk about building a roadmap for that retirement, building a roadmap so that you do not get stung by taxes as they continue to move up. What if they cut back on our Social Security? All these different things that we have to talk through 
It takes a conversation. Let's start that at getyourroadmap.com, getyourroadmap.com, or you can give us a call at 855-546-2074, 855-546-2074. All right, the people at Vanguard looked at 500,000 retirees and how they are using their 401ks, their tax-deferred accounts, over a 10-year period of time. So this is pretty interesting information. 70% of retirees leave their money in the 401k and the IRA, and they just take the money as they need it. 30% of retirees cashed out their employer plans within five years for money they needed for emergencies and other needs. So, Greg, that... 401k, we talk about it all the time. They keep telling us, plug the money in, plug the money in, but seldom do they tell us how to take the money out. And there's a little bit of a trick to that, isn't there? There is. You know, this study is very interesting. 70% of people don't touch their money, mm -hmm. which is kind of sad. I mean, let's think about that before we talk about the taxes. I can, let's, we can nerd out about taxes in a second, but you've worked your entire life and now you're not going to spend your money. Like, like, what's the point of this 401k if you're not going to spend it? Right. And if 70% of people aren't spending their 401k, I'm scratching my head and I'm wondering why. And I have a pretty good guess why. <laughs> it's because their financial advisor said, why would you pay taxes if you didn't have to? Mm -hmm. And the government keeps changing the date. It was 70 and a half, then 73, 74, 75. It's going to be 75 soon. So people are saying to themselves, well, if I don't have to pay tax on my IRA or my 401k, why would I want to do that before I had to? Well, the rub of that is you don't get to spend your money. <laughs> And, and, and that's exactly what they want. And they want two things to happen, Randy. And I, and I don't think most people appreciate how maniacal this is. And I understand why financial advisors do it, right? Like if you don't touch the money, it doesn't go backwards. Because if you touch the money, you're going to pay taxes on it. You're going to spend it. So my 1% fee would get less, not my, the financial advisor's 1% fee. We don't charge 1%. But for all the folks out there that charge 1% or more, Edelman, Eddie, Merrill, Morgan, Fisher, blah, blah, blah. Those folks are all charging a percentage based on how much money you have. So if you spend it or enjoy it or pay tax on it, they take a pay cut. So it's very clear to me why they would say don't touch your money, right? As, as terrible as that sounds, don't touch your money. Wait till you're 75. Why? Well, I'm going to keep getting 1% on it. Well, that, that, that makes sense, I guess, for them. It's a terrible thing to do for your client, for all those fiduciaries out there being you know, I just kind of shake my head um, that that's a fiduciary standard way of acting. But anywho, we don't, we're not going to go down that road right now. Let's talk about tax. So the government's incentive is what you think it was to get more tax. Mm -hmm. If I have people wait, and I'll explain to you how they do it, two ways. One, obviously you're retired. You're making less money. It, maybe you haven't turned Social Security on. So if you take money out in the right increments, you can really stick it to Uncle Sam by paying a very small amount of money on that IRA. And what people don't realize is that IRA is always going to get taxed, no matter what. It will be taxed. It's just a question of when and how much. So then what happens is when people wait till they're 75, then maybe they get to 75 or 73, or obviously, you know, depending on where the rules are when you get there, they're going to say, all right, well, then you only have to take out 4%. Well, if the market does 5%, that means you're IRA is growing. It's not getting smaller. And they're like, oh, why is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing from a tax perspective because when you pass, your income rates basically double because you go from a couple filing to a single filing. So that means that your spouse has to take the same amount of money out of that IRA, but they do it at a premium tax. And no one talks about this. And it's real money. And I'll explain to you how real it is. You know, when you talk about a $500,000 IRA, just $500,000. And if someone plays their cards right and uses our tax map at Golden Reserve, a lot of times we can get them under 
And that means that they're only going to be paying for that whole half a million dollar IRA, $50,000. But if they wait till the widow's penalty and a spouse passes and they have to take it out and it doubles, they'll have to pay $100,000, 20%, 20% of their IRA. And it gets worse, Randy. So even then, the widow doesn't have to take a lot out. But the real rub is when it goes to the kids. And we call that the kiddos penalty where the money ends up dropping to the kids and the kids have to pay at their working tax rates, which is the aha where they only have 10 years. You can't stretch. Remember, they got rid of the stretch. That was all part of their plan. Mm -hmm. And now what ends up happening is, is those kids have to pay at their tax rates, which could be in the 40s. Yep. So now you're paying 200000 of your half a million dollar IRA, almost half. I mean, that's not even counting state taxes. That's not even Ohio state taxes being factored in. And these are the scary things because you didn't get ahead and plan for these things because your financial advisor said, why would you pay tax if you didn't have to? Instead of Golden Reserve's approach with our team of CPAs that we have in-house that build a tax map for every client and we explain the value and doing the work of getting all that money taxed at your lower tax rates while you're married, while you're, you know both spouses are still alive, while your income rates are lower, and instead of passing that burden onto your spouse or onto your kids down the road and kicking a can and letting that tax grow, let's get that out with pennies on the dollar. And that's how you win, Randy, to beat Uncle Sam, believe it or not pay the tax on your IRAs on your schedule, not on his. You have two or three kids and you're going to spread your money out among those three. And then your attorney looks at you and go, oh, by the way, you have a fourth kid. And your fourth kid is apparently your favorite kid because they're going to get the most money out of this. And that is not what you had planned. And that is probably what's going to happen without a tax map. Give us a call. Give us a look on our website and we'll build it for you. Here's our website, getyourroadmap.com. Pretty easy, getyourroadmap.com. We'll ask you to fill in a little information there. Our team will reach out to you. If this is the one place that you've never even touched and you go, well, I've been packing money away and I thought I was okay for retirement and I even have an estate plan to get this money to my kids. And then you didn't know that a lot of it's going to go to Uncle Sam without a plan. Disinherit Uncle Sammy. There it is. That's the child you want to disinherit. <laughs> Give us a look. GetYourRoadmap.com or 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. We'll be right back with more Expedition Retirement. All right, here's just a couple of questions for you. Are you retired or are you getting close to it? Are you nervous about running out of money? Do you have a plan for taxes and long-term care? And do you know how much you're paying your financial advisor? These are all good questions. Most of us don't know the answers to them. And that is why Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve has written his Amazon bestseller, Fire Your Financial Advisor, 40 Years of Exploitation of the American Retiree and How You Can Fight Back. Greg, why are you picking a fight with one of the world's biggest industries? <laughs> I don't know, Randy. I guess I wrote it for folks like my mom and dad and people just like them, right? They weren't multimillionaires. They were the other 95 percenters that had to work, earn and really save every penny. And, you know, the book really is a history lesson on how the financial industry took advantage of folks like them in retirement and how we can now fix it. And the book provides you with some materials to really help put those emotions aside and figure out, Randy, if you should fire your financial advisor. Well, there is another way, and Greg has outlined it in his book. Go to fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. We're going to give you a deal right now. If you use the promo code radio and you're one of the first 100 people to do this, you'll get 50% off your purchase. So go there right now, fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. 
Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. If it's time to have a conversation about your retirement, if you've got questions about how this is all going to work, this is the place to come. GetYourRoadmap.com. All right, Greg, so how much money do we have to have be rich? What amount of money does that mean? According to Charles Schwab, the number came out in their survey uh, to $2.2 million. That's what people say. If you have that amount of money, you are rich. But then they asked another question. How do you feel? Most of the people here had about a half a million dollars, and they considered themselves rich. Isn't that interesting? It says, after COVID, people are placing more importance on health and family. In fact, financial advisors are now saying that their clients aren't interested in growing their wealth to one or two million dollars. They just want to know if they have enough to quit work and enough to spend more time with their family. Isn't that interesting, Greg? <laughs> They've been watching our show. Randy. I think so. They've been watching our show. I, yeah. I think I think that's fantastic. Um, because I think not for financial advisors, because that kind of cripples their model. Mm -hmm. But for most folks, when we say what what's rich. You know, rich in what? You know, yeah. how many unhappy? I, I know I lived in Chicago. I worked for the largest law firm in the world for about five years. And they were some of the wealthiest people I'd ever seen. And they were some of the unhappiest people I've ever seen. Right. I, you know, I remember growing up, you know, we were probably, I don't know, middle class, lower middle class, whatever you want to call it. My old man was laid off when I was born, uh, you know, until Honda came in. And then we worked our way up the rungs of like, you know, middle class. Uh, probably upper ended up getting us three rungs up to upper middle class. I had a basketball hoop, and I think had Nikes. I think that was like the the, the way you knew that you made it in a mm -hmm. small town, mm -hmm. and um, because of my dad's hard work and obviously my mom's hard work, and and when I think about what they talk about and hear them talk, their happiest times in their life were when they were drinking. I think was it three two beer? What was the what was yep. the lesson? Three two beer. They were yep. drinking three two beer and playing cards at the house every Friday, <laughs> and that's free entertainment, right? Yeah. And, and my wife and I laugh when we, I left that big firm making obviously, you know, very good money and bet on myself and, and a dream to, to kind of start these companies. And the first couple of years were really rough. And my wife, Fernanda will say to this day, some of the most fun we ever had was when we had our group of friends and we would literally go bowling every Friday mm -hmm. and we'd have the pitchers of beer cause they were cheap and we do the chicken finger platters. And then we do if the, the big night out was the cheap Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that was a splurge for us. And we laughed and we, you know, we just hung out and now I guess that's rich, right? The people that fill their lives full of friends and family, that's rich. And I know that's not what people, you know, at home are like, okay, okay, I get it. But if you take that a step further, it's not just about a feeling. It's about a reality. And what I mean is if you can do everything you want in retirement, what else do you really need to worry about? And that is important because then you take on a lot less risk. And unfortunately, the entire market is built on you taking on too much risk. And that's the scary part, Randy, that no one wants to connect the dots. Every Fisher, Edelman, Eddie, all those guys, their whole model is predicated on investing your assets in risky assets, chasing that $2.2 million number. They want you to feel like you need to be rich on paper instead of being rich on life. And if you're rich on life, that number decreases exponentially. I don't know about you, Randy, but I love just being home. Yeah. The, the older I get, I want to be around my family and my friends, and I just want to grill out and eat and have some laughs, maybe play some cards. And that doesn't cost much. It really doesn't. And, and when you start living your life like that and start thinking about, well, 
I'm not going to keep listening to my financial advisor. I'm going to listen to my friends and my family. And if I'm laughing and having fun with my life, then I can build a plan that doesn't require me to have all my assets in American funds, mutual funds. I don't need to be staring at the S&P every morning when I wake up wondering where my, you know, am I going to be able to go to Florida next year if the stock market crashes? And when you actually find a group that gets you and we get those type of people where we're like, we're not going to chase the ponies. Do we want to make you some money in retirement? Of course we do. But we're not going to do it at the expense of you being rich with your family and friends. We don't need paper rich. We want family and friends rich. And I think when you're on your deathbed and you ask yourself, is there anything I regret? You're not going to regret not making a couple extra dollars. You're going to regret not going on one more trip with your friends, one more trip with your grandkids. And if you can build those plans and there, you'd be shocked of how many people are already there and don't have to take on any risk in retirement. That is what the roadmap for retirement is about. That's what Golden Reserve is about. That's what Fire Your Financial Advisor is about. That's what I'm about. That's how I was raised. That's what we're most passionate about, Randy, when it comes to finding out how to get people rich with their lives as opposed to rich in paper. And when we show them they can do that and they can drop that baggage of chasing the goalpost that keeps moving because by the way that number was 1.2 like five years ago i know and it never ends it'll never end for the financial advisors because their model breaks if you stop chasing instead of chasing a number chase that retirement dream and you may get to that retirement dream long before you get to that number so let's have that conversation. Let's find out what your retirement dream number is, not what Wall Street dictates. This is the number you need to retire. Our number is 855-546-2074, 855-546-2074, or getyourroadmap.com. I mean, Greg, this is, as you said, why you wrote Fire Your Financial Advisor. I got one of the latest Amazon reviews here. Uh, the book opens your eyes to the secret world of Wall Street and years of financial advisors making money off the sweat of the working man. This should be added to the business school curriculum. Well <laughs> worth your time. I like it. From Sandy Ayler. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I wonder who wrote that, but that that was uh that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and exactly what we're getting at. You know, at the end of the day, we inherited a rich person's retirement system. A ultra high net worth system of picking portfolios and balancing complex, you know, international stocks and currency. And then all of a sudden we just kind of shifted that down when the pensions went away in the eighties to like, well, what do we do? Well, let's just keep doing this and charge them a little bit more because they have less money. And it never really went away because no one had access to information until the internet in about 2000. So we had 20 years of a bad run. And now this wake up call, this Amazon bestselling book that you know, we put together shows people here's what they're doing and here's what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't need all of these bells and whistles and you don't need to be paying this many fees. A lot of the book focuses just on the pure fees, Randy, of what they're charging. And, you know, one of the things that we like to do for all of our clients is, you know, we have a fee filter that's part of every roadmap and we put their statements and we put all of their, you know, their annuity statements, their financial statements, anything they have, we put it into the fee filter and it spits out not just what you're paying your advisor, but what you're paying for your investments, which no one really knows. And that's a good starting block. And when we do that for everybody at no cost, because we think it's that important to understand, hey, what are you paying so you can assess the value? And if you're not getting a lot other than picking, you know, some stock guessing, is it really worth paying? You know, on average, I think we see a hundred, you know, gosh, I hate to say this, but, you know, we have about a $700,000 client. You know, most of them are paying twelve or $13,000 a year. Wow. 
That's only $700,000 investments. They're paying twelve dollars or $13,000 a year, and they're not getting tax returns. They're not getting tax maps. They're not getting legal documents paid for. They're not getting any services that really impact their retirement, Randy. Instead, they're just getting a bunch of stock guessing, and their fingers are crossed, hoping that the stock market goes up enough so it can net off their fees and the, and the client won't notice. You're listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve, and you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. We we talk every week about the things that we need to go into retirement. The Wall Street model is one that they are trying to dictate to you what you need, but what you really need is what Greg and his team have found because that's where they live. They help people in retirement, getting into retirement, and you're going to probably find there's a bunch of things that Wall Street says you need that you don't, and there's things that they forget about that you do. And we have those in our roadmap for retirement. Give us a look at getyourroadmap.com. And when they do, Greg, let's kind of go through it real quickly here. The five main points that we have in every roadmap. Absolutely. You're going to hit the four big boulders first, Randy. You're going to hit the market fees, taxes, and long-term care. Market flash type will show you how much is at risk and how much can go backwards, which is very important to make sure that you have a right balance for, obviously, retirement optimized investments. Fee filter we just talked about. What are you paying? What are you paying your advisor? And what are you paying for your investments? And what's that mean, not just in dollars this year, but over the course of your retirement? Then we transition to the tax map. We talked about it earlier today. Our team of CPAs will tell you how much and when to take money out of your IRA to minimize your tax exposure. So you have a plan for you, not a plan for Uncle Sam. And the last is long-term care compass. You saw Tim Stallings on the show for the first half. The Ayler Stallings team will sit down and meet with you and talk about, do you have the right trust? Do you have the right wills? Do you have the right power of attorneys? And, and do you have a plan for the largest risk of retirement going into a, you know, a long-term care facility that could be over $100,000 a year? Um, do we have the right planning in place? All of that obviously addresses the four big boulders. And then we wrap that up to then say, all right, well, now we have the income, obviously, piece. You know, what does this mean? And we show them through our income tent, hey, here's how much you you spent last year, how much you received last year, and here's what the shortfall is. We do some travel holds, some one-time expenses to give them a little room, and then we project it at like you know zero percent, five percent, seven percent to show them, you know what we said earlier: being rich in life versus being rich on paper. Hey, in 25 years, your account balance is still going to be half a million dollars. They're like, what? Go spend some more money, and and that's the fun conversation to have at the end of the you know our process is to show them: look, if you did exactly what you did last year, you're going to have a lot of money left over. And if that's what you want to go to your kids, great. But if you're hoping to spend a little bit more and you, and you want to do a couple more things and buy a couple more things, you got some wiggle room. And that's a fun conversation to have, Randy, at the end of every one of our roadmaps for retirement. So I'm going to give you two websites here right now. GetYourRoadmap.com is where you can sit down with the team and build exactly what Greg is talking about, that roadmap for retirement. We do that for you at no charge. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. It's 855 546 2074. A great way to get ready for that meeting to find out a little more about what Golden Reserve and Greg is all about is to get his book, Fire Your Financial Advisor. That's very simply as well, fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope you have a great holiday and we'll see you next time here on Expedition Retirement. Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to GetYourRoadmap.com.
Investment advisory services offered only through investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RAA LLC, a registered investment advisor. Gregory Ayler does not provide investment advisory services nor insurance and annuity products. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Golden Reserve is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Golden Reserve RAA LLC, Golden Reserve LLC, Golden Reserve Tax LLC, and Ayler Stallings LLC are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Legal services offered by Ayler Stallings LLC, tax services offered through Golden Reserve Tax LLC. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through licensed professionals at Golden Reserve LLC NPN number 1655411.